Well, in 2017, I wrote The Superwoman Rx, and that book was very much inspired by the story of women and how I hadn't met a woman that wasn't what I would call a superwoman. Every woman I know was doing 50 things and taking care of 50 people and running around cities or towns or whatever else. And being rewarded for it. And yeah. And so, so, so they were crashing out, but they were crashing out in different ways. And so what I was trying to do with that book is say like, hey, at least if you understood who you were a little bit, then maybe you could start a roadmap to self-discovery and to self-care because that becomes so important, how you feed yourself, how you take care of yourself. I mean, look, we have a problem. We're the most stressed generation of women in history. And the reason we're so stressed is because the choices are now you know, there's so many choices. We can be, we can run businesses, we can run companies, we can have a job, we can be executives, we can not do anything and stay home. But every choice has a lot of little caveats that go with it. And we're not really living, I was with a group of women last night, we were talking about about this. We're not really living in a framework that has adjusted to the ability of women to do a lot of different things. The framework is, that still exists today is that, you know, someone's going to be home taking care of the kids and the home and the, the feeding and the, you know, all this other mm-hmm. stuff. And someone else is going to go out and work, right? Mm-hmm. That's what the, that's the framework that, that exists. There is not a true partnership framework that exists at a societal level. You might have it in a micro way in some families, but not globally or culturally, right? And so you've got women just doing it all. They're doing more than 80% of the house chores, and they're also earning sometimes more than their partners, right? That's that's a crash out equation. That math doesn't work. Mm-hmm. It absolutely does not work. And I've been there with women, and, and it's, it's really tough. You know, for a while... You know, I was the breadwinner. You know, my husband was in school for a couple of years while I was actually out and working. He always jokes. He's like, the only reason that happened is because you're five years older than me. Otherwise, it wouldn't have happened that way. <laughs> so I'm like, whatever. <laughs> but anyhow, but, but he makes a point, and I experienced that as well, and we've continued as a couple to observe it in our other friends too, is that when I had to take on sole responsibility for the two of us, I was a stressed out basket case. I was in panic mode all the time. Now, is that childhood trauma? Because I saw some of that, maybe. But I didn't have sort of the peace of mind of like, oh, well, whatever, it's okay. We'll get to this next month, you know. Let me put this aside. No, I'm like, you know, being OCD about all of that stuff. And so that bleeds into the relationship, right? When he came out and the tables turn for a period of time, right, where I'm having babies, so I'm not working as much. I'm starting this fun, you know, consulting-type practice, you know, just for pure love and joy and wasn't worried about money. You know, he had a totally different framework from which he functioned. He wasn't worried constantly. He wasn't obsessive-compulsive. He spent without thinking anything that I needed or the children needed. It wasn't like sitting on his chest, you know, and when I questioned him and when we sit there and dial into that, and now we're, you know, now we're at a whole different place, you know, and all that other stuff. But, but when, when we talk about it, he's just like, you guys were meant as women to nurture and to love and to care and to grow things, right? He goes, the minute anybody 
walks in and takes that away from you, he goes, you guys don't flourish. You know, he goes, I'm not being a chauvinist. He goes, I promise I'm not being a chauvinist. He goes, your framework is there to nurture. That is the primal. He goes, it's primal. He goes, it's animalistic. That is really what you're supposed to do. We're supposed to go out and hunt, you know? But he goes, does that mean women can't have a job or can't have a career? He was like, no. You know, it means that there has to be partnership and that men have to evolve as well, or the other partner has to evolve as well into more of a 50-50 versus this 80-20 role. And so that's why women are so stressed because, you know, from our societal standpoint, we don't have paid maternity leave. We don't have accommodations for running after children or bringing children to work when they're sick or things like that. So we're spending our days doing logistics, you know, I mean, most women you talk to are doing logistics, you know, who goes here, who goes there, who's doing dinner, who's doing this, like you're running a small company in your homes a lot of the time. And that gets old. And if you're doing that, and you're working, and you have deadlines and stressors or employees or whatever else, it's not sustainable. So it's breaking apart the family and it's breaking women down pretty, pretty significantly. Yeah, I was just talking about this yesterday with someone on the show, just like the attack on the family unit and mm-hmm. just how heartbreaking it is to see so many of the women in our community and so many women that I know doing it all yep. and being in positions where, and I love men. I love, I've always loved men. I have great relationships with them, but being in positions where they're in relationships with men that are not at all holding their end of the bargain right. of what's required from a man. Right. As a provider, as a like stabilizer, as a grounding force. And so many, most of my friends make more than their partners, which is a beautiful thing. I think it's so amazing that women have come to a place where through a short period of time in the time we've been working, we're just crushing it. But then they're completely burnt out. They don't feel good. They don't feel sexy. They don't feel in their feminine. They don't feel safe. Right. That's the biggest thing is they don't feel safe in their body. They don't feel safe to relax. They don't feel safe to surrender. And then it impacts the marriage. It impacts their friendships and it impacts their hormones and health. It's just heartbreaking. And I feel like I was reading this book. I kind of been on this tip of reading these like really radical books, but it was a book on the masculine feminine polarity. And one of the parts was like, if men expect women to go 50-50, then they're expecting women to give 50%, but also be 100% of a woman. Right. And I think as a culture and society, we do expect women to be everything. We're like, if you're going to go 50-50 in a marriage, then you still have to be sexy and nice and pretty and successful and all the things. And it's just such a high standard for us all to feel like we have to meet. Um, So what do you feel like you've seen, I guess for the question, because it was just my little rant. No, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. What what could we even do? Like, what have you seen work? What hasn't? Like, is this, because in my circle and community, this is kind of all we're talking about right now is how women feel like they're not being met in partnership. Have you seen your friends be met or like, what do you think we could do? Yeah, I think that's a really... Big loaded question. Um, when I look around me, there's not, I think it's the same story, you know, and I know I'm a little bit ahead of you in years, but it's the same dynamic playing out. The difference is, is that as that dynamic continues to play out, people either get divorced or, you know, or someone gets sick or someone cheats, 
you know, but there's some, there's some fallout to that dynamic in terms of what to do. And I spent a lot of time thinking about this too, because here's the thing. I believe in the family. Mm -hmm. I believe that the family is an essential part of our society and our civilization. When we don't have family, you know, and I'm probably going to get a lot of flack for this, for saying this, but here's my observation from the exam room, not on any kind of political stage or anything like that. But the patients that come to me without family are very lonely, you know, especially as the years go by, you know, when they hit their 50s and 60s and 70s, there's a sense of like, well, all these people are busy with their families. Where do I fit yeah. in? You know, also when they get sick, there's no system or village of caretaking or comfort. And then if we think back to that emotional body, that part of them, when I do my scanning and we do a lot of Chinese medicine evaluation and energetic scanning and all that stuff, when we look at that, there's that emotional body that's just not been filled up, you know? So I believe in the family, but I don't believe in the family with the woman as the sacrificial lamb. That's a problem. You know, our moms did that. Yes. Right? We're not doing that because we're financially independent, but we're doing it in a different way. We're doing it at the expense of our mental health, right? And we're doing it at the expense of our joy. So the solution really has to be a re-education of men, partners, maybe some sort of counseling system that helps everyone understand kind of that this is, you know, this family unit is precious, it's sacred, and that before you walk into it, you are going to do everything in your power to make sure it stays as a functioning intact unit, meaning both partners will provide, both partners will share in housework, both partners will be emotionally and physically present, you know, both partners will understand their partner's needs and concerns at a given moment. It's it's a very gentle yin-yang tug of war that happens in, in a relationship. And if it's all yin for one person and all yang for the other person, that doesn't work either. Now I'm going to flip it for a second because I'm seeing, as we talked about, a lot of like, I'm going to stay home. I'm not going to work. I'm going to do this. I'm, I'm seeing that. Here's the danger in that. You are now creating, again, massive polarity and the guy is just as resentful at the woman who's staying home. Do you know how many housewives have to listen to, well, what do you do all day? Well, I provide for you. The My favorite from the exam room, which continues to like boil my blood, is a woman. A poor woman came in with her husband. She made the appointment oh, cool. for her husband because she was worried about him. He's sitting there, resistant, 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 and something comes up. I don't even remember what my question was. And he's and he turns to her and he goes, "Well, how do you think you're in that Range Rover that I paid for, or something like that? Something that a point? Wow. Just totally like manipulation." And the woman just mm -hmm. shut down. Yep. she shut down right in front of me. So who wants that? Mm -hmm. If we all resort to the answer is to stay home, then that's a problem too. My husband and I debate this all the time. Here's my solution, which I don't know is going to be popular. The person that stays home needs to actually get some sort of salary. They need to get some sort of paycheck mm -hmm. or some sort of salary that they can hoard away for themselves. It makes the person leaving at least feel like you know, that there's a responsibility to this unit in the house. So that was my one little idea. But I think it's more, it's deeper than that, right? It's more about re-educating everybody mm -hmm. of what a successful family looks like mm -hmm. and how it isn't, you know, step for wives or, or, or the trad wives. That's not really the answer because then again, women are going to give up their power. Mm -hmm. We talk about the stress with juggling. I would ask you, is the stress of juggling 
worse than the stress of being financially dependent on somebody who may or may not have your back depending on what's happening at any given moment. Mm -hmm. To me, that's more stressful. Thank you so much for tuning in to Morning Microdose by Almost 30. We hope you enjoyed waking up. As always, we encourage you to take what resonates and leave the rest. If you enjoyed this trip, tune into the full episode on the Almost 30 podcast. All episode information can be found in the show notes. Make sure to subscribe. And if this becomes a part of your morning routine, be sure to share it with a friend. We have new inspiring doses Monday through Friday. Follow us on Instagram at Morning Microdose and follow Almost 30 at Almost 30 Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the vortex.